Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Money Makes the World Go Round. Uh, today's episode we got the most amount of guests I've ever had on the on the podcast. Um, a total of four people right now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go clockwise on this one. To my left it's going to be uh, the man, the legend, the host of the Quarter Life Podcast, Oscar Magana. I thought you were going to say Caesar. No. <laughs> just to fuck with you, I should have uh, just said Caesar. Uh, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure being a guest. Uh, thank you for coming. Uh, and then another reoccurring guest, uh, the myth, the legend as well. Um, <laughs> some of you may know him as El Doggy. Uh, how's it going? Only a couple know him as El Doggy. He's doing well. Thank you for having us. Oh, yeah. And then uh, our newly uh, added guest. First time. Be, uh, we have first time. We're uh, popping the cherry. Rafita. Yo, yo, yo. It's <laughs> Rafita here. I this ain't no Blackthorn's definitely calling his name, bro. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, thank you guys for coming. Uh, today's topic is going to be uh, all about esports and in um, traditional sports. I feel like it's been a topic that has been brought up quite a quite a bit. Um, in all honesty, for the last couple of years, just because um, a lot more money is being made in esports uh, than there was before. And now that I feel like there's enough of a comparison, especially with a lot of esports um, games being franchised now. And I, I think this is a really good mixture because I personally, I do watch sports, but I don't follow them. <clears throat> um, I think as just even a regular fan, to be honest, like I, I know probably major people um, just through social media and everything like that, but I don't know a whole lot of specifics. And I think it's a good mixture. I mean, Oscar also watches esports, but also to follow sports very um, religiously. So does Ruben, and so does uh, Rafita. So I think it's I think it's a good combination. Um, I think it's going to be a good conversation. And uh, I think to start it off, just um, one of the big things that I think it, um, is similar in terms of both sports is um, sort of the fan base, how you really get into the sport and how you get into following individual people. So. Um, I guess, Oscar, for you, how did, how did you, since you're really in the mixture for both, how did you choose uh, a, a sports team, and then how did you choose an esports team? Um, sport. I, I'm a firm believer in sports teams being, like, a regional thing. So, like, when it came to soccer, uh, my dad's from Jalisco, so I gravitated to Las Chivas. Mm -hmm. um, when it came to baseball, obviously, you have the, the two home teams, the Kane County Cougars. <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, you do, you do got the, you do got the Cubs and and the Sox, and like my team's like kind of split in the middle. So I just, my dad was a Cubs fan, so I rooted for the Cubs. Um, you know, got to root for the Bears. I, uh, my dad is a big 49ers fan, so I just followed mm -hmm. the, the 49ers too. Uh, when it came to like international soccer, though, um, bro, I just saw so many people like Messi and, and Barcelona that I was like, I gotta follow Real Madrid. You know, yeah. I just, I, I follow the, the, I follow the back train. Um, I'm a big Beckham fan, so I had to follow Man U. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, just, just at this point, like when it comes to inter international soccer, I just kind of follow players. Okay. Um, more than anything. And then in basketball, I, I still follow, more, I'm just a big fan of basketball rather mm. than like a team, but I'll root for the Bulls because that's just my hometown team, okay. you know? No, I am. What about you, Ruben? Because um, you're, you're, you're a Celtics fan based on that hat. <clears throat> yeah, how did I choose to come across Star Power so Celtics? It, yeah, it, well, uh, not just specifically Celtics, but like, um, I mean, you per, you personally play baseball, you also play basketball, and I, I feel like those are the two major sports that you truly, like, really follow, but I know you watch other sports, so kind of like, how did that work out, sort of similar way that Oscar described? Um, yeah, so growing up, uh, baseball, so my dad followed the Sox, um, and we, I also played baseball, so I think that's a thing where, you know, you want to follow them as well, because mm -hmm. you want to see it being done at the highest level, mm -hmm. and so you watch them, so like you, whenever you go watch them, it's like, hey, look at the way they're doing this, or do they do that, and so you start paying attention, and, and then... Um, yeah, since you can watch them on a daily basis, since those games are broadcasted here in the Chicagoland area, then you get the opportunity to watch them. So um, that's the one thing. And then the thing, the thing with the Celtics, uh, since they, um, they've been, a, I would say, they've been a top five popular team in the NBA for uh I'd say the last two decades. So you're just a bandwagon fan? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. My thing with that is they just get a lot of national attention. Yeah. And mm. they, they they rank every year in like the most uh, game being on either on ESPN or TNT. Okay. And those are the two channels that usually broadcast national basketball yep. games. 
And um, <clears throat> I just remember once I was scrolling through the channels and I saw them playing on TNT against some team or some. And it was back then when uh, this guy named Rasheed Wallace was with the team. It was the year after they lost to the Lakers the second year. So I just, I don't know, I liked it. Um, I liked, I gravitated towards KG. I liked his persona, the big tough guy, not giving a fuck about <laughs> anything. Um, so yeah, uh, and then I was just like, when are they going to play again? And mm -hmm. just little by little, I just started following. And I would follow when they would play the Bulls because then we could see those games as well. But um, yeah, and then ever since then, I've just been rocking with with the Celtics, yeah, with yeah. the Seas. <laughs> what about uh, you, Rafita? Hey, how did you get into sports? Into sports? Well, I played soccer, and uh, I would always watch my dad play soccer. So I would really just watch soccer. That's it. That's mm -hmm. all I watched. La El America. Arriba oh, no, America. yeah, Rival America, yeah. Um, yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> I was watching them when uh, Cuauhtémoc was playing, so I, yeah. I really liked that. And then um, I ended up... For like international wise, um, I bought FIFA and um, mm. I uh, used that as a gateway into that uh, international soccer. And Ronaldinho was on the cover, and I gravitated towards him. Mm -hmm. And I would see his commercials on YouTube, you know, the Joe Bonito ones and beautiful commercials. After that, you know, it's all it's been Barca ever since, man. Yeah. But towards um, basketball and uh, football, I didn't really um, have like a um, TV that much. I only had like Dish Latino and I didn't get a lot of channels. So I couldn't watch none of that. Yeah. Until, you know, the internet started getting progressive and and you could watch clips on YouTube and this and that. And Find the live streams and shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't until that that I started getting into more of uh, NFL, NBA, mm -hmm. the Major League Baseball. And so I don't really, I'm not really a fan of any specific team. But it's still good to watch, you know? It's very no. entertaining. No, I, I would also like to add that 2K, the video game, the basketball yeah. game, also contributed a shit, shit ton to me. To your fandom? Fandom. Like, yeah. knowing more players, playing with them, actually. So, yeah. One of, one of my uh, first games ever was NBA Jam. Ooh. So, I, I knew, like, I knew like obviously, who, like, Michael Jordan was. I knew who, like, um, Magic Johnson was. I knew who, like, because, like, I don't know if you ever play NBA Jam. It's, like, yeah. two, like... Yeah. Just two players, it's two v two, and it's like you kind of. I got, so actually, probably the first because I, I guess I was exposed to basketball through two video games, so that's probably like when I started paying attention to. So I paid attention to NBA for like a very long time. Mm -hmm. I think it's very interesting that I, I think we all have at least a connection to our traditional sports with a video game because like I myself have always um, played FIFA at least for a really long time. I had a. Uh, the World Cup 1998 one on my PlayStation 1. Oh. And, yeah, no, and um, that always brought really fond memories of, of uh, playing sports and um, following the sport. And now I feel like for some reason, um, at least during, I, I, I think it's common for our age group, and maybe it's, and that's why it's so mind-blowing to people as to why esports has become so huge. Um, uh, because, like, we grew up on video games and it added to our fandom of that sports team. But I feel like with a lot of uh, the older generation, they're, they're mind blown. They're like, well, how, is it, uh, like, how are you going to survive? You know, people like the biggest thing is always like, why do people like watching other people play video games? But to me, it's the exact same thing as like uh, us watching someone play soccer, basketball, football, whatever it may be, because you're just watching people at a very high level do what they do and you enjoy watching that. But then also the, the misconnection of like video games, like we all played it and maybe we had a favorite sports team or a favorite player that we tried to play it as. And like for some reason that that part of the fandom and I'd, I'd, I would say even part of the business is like missed upon like the older generation. I mean like with uh, with football, uh, I know Madden has been pretty trash the past couple of years um, just based on how people trash it online, but it's like, Football is really missing that aspect of like where is the younger people coming from? Uh, because I recently the Nickelodeon. Did anybody watch it? I saw yeah. a little bit. Of it. I, I that did. was interesting. I didn't know that was gonna happen. I, I didn't. I didn't want to watch my Bears lose that way. So I was <laughs> with uh, with slime coming <laughs> with, out. With, with slime. <laughs> did not want to see that. Wait. Did, uh, so you two, it, you you guys did watch a little bit, right? Yeah, I, I saw no? I saw a little bit of game gameplay just yeah. to see, just pay attention to the broadcasting. 
especially because I heard the guy, one of the broadcasters, do an interview on ESPN 1000. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's like the new thing I'm doing now. Like I do the radio now, like on the, <laughs> way, to, on the way to work. And like the guy was being interviewed, and they talked about how huge of a moment this was to um, because they were the first. They were going to be the first like group of people doing this mm-hmm. on Nickelodeon or, or just something different, other than you know the cartoons. Yeah, so. Um, but no, it, it was good. It was solid. And the thing they promoted was it was more of like, uh, for, it was for everyone. It, it wasn't just catered to kids. It was catered okay. to uh, like a family type of thing. Oh, okay. And then they just kind of simplified like the terminology so mm. everyone could understand it. And that was like their big eff- emphasis going into it. But I didn't watch it in- entirely, but that was what he was kind of. Yeah. I saw a clip of uh, young Sheldon explaining mm. a, a rule of football. Oh. And that was actually pretty interesting. I was like, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> Thanks, young Sheldon. <laughs> Do you think um, it could be something that could be, like, I guess more of a, not a rarity thing, but every Sunday? Like, would you guys find it as interesting if it was every Sunday? On, like, Nickelodeon? Yeah, or, like, something similar, like, yeah. not necessarily Nickelodeon. Yeah, I think it, just to switch it up a little bit, like, yeah. if, I guess if you have, like, a daughter or a son mm-hmm. wanting to get into it, I think that yeah. would be a... Mm-hmm really good way for them to do do it because i feel like mm-hmm. they would get bored of watching like what you whatever you watch on fox or, yeah so and also like i was thinking that the, i think the nba should like try to dip their toes into that um like nickelodeon something mm-hmm. like and they can have so much fun with it like whenever a basket is made like slime every time or like really, it explodes yeah or, or like or something. something flashy and yeah. i feel like there's more opportunities for that because mm-hmm. i feel like the nba is a much faster game where it's oh, like you see yeah. action like a lot faster, you yeah. know. So it's like, I, I that was one thing I was thinking with that Nickelodeon that the NBA should really try to tap into. Try to that. do it. Yeah. I I think the biggest thing though, like I think the NFL did it from a business perspective because their their eight year um, televised contract is coming up, and that's where a lot mm-hmm. of their money comes from. And they they're losing viewers in terms of all. Uh, um younger people so that's why they they tried nickelodeon i think nba has their eyes set more of becoming an international sports rather than just focusing on a certain age group to survive because i mean the nfl is only here in the united states so they need to capitalize on the amount of people that are here you know what i'm saying yeah i think it also um kind of points out like the difference between nba compared to the nfl compared to the to uh, major league baseball is that i think in the nba you have more individual characters so like you have like the LeBron James, you have the, you know, Kevin Durant and stuff like that. When it comes to um, NFL, you maybe know like two or three players out of a 53 man roster. Yeah. And same thing with baseball. Like, I mean, you might know like the Chris Bryant, you might know like the... Chris Bryant? That motherfucker's irrelevant. Well, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I know them though. Yeah, like, yeah, but, like, yeah, do, yeah. like, do I know like the, the, the backup catcher of the Cubs? Probably not. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. You know, like... You know? No. <laughs> it's like a Jackson right now. <laughs> yeah, we link up every say. But like that that that's like I think that's why the NBA is more popular among younger group just because like Damn bro, we're going crazy. Yeah. Um because like you can follow, like you can individually like see their, their reactions yeah. rather than like in the NFL, like they got you know, whole face mask, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, in, like in terms of the show, like in terms yeah. of watching it. And like after, after, like after, you know, post, post game interviews, you can see like the reactions yeah. compared to like, you know, just a quarterback or just a, one of the wide receivers, stuff like that. Or so. just people just like high-fiving or slamming their bodies together. Do we want to mm-hmm. dip or talk about, make that comparison already? Like get into that conversation? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I think the NFL is much more team oriented. Mm-hmm. You'll root for that team and you'll stick with that team no matter what. Mm. In terms, but like with the NBA, like if a player gets traded, for example, Harden gets traded to the Nets this week. Are you? I think it's easier for the NBA fan to switch, like not just switch completely over to the Nets, but it's like I don't know. I'm not gonna watch the, the Rockets as much as. I, I am cause, because um, hard of not being there anymore. Yeah. So I feel like it's more like player empowerment and that, like a like a consequence yeah. of that is like the fans won't root for teams yeah. as as much as like an NFL fan would. Mm-hmm. I see. No, that that, that definitely makes sense. I, like, unless you're a diehard that's like, yeah. I'm not 
Switching like you with the Celtics? Yeah, yeah. Like me. <laughs> 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 no, but I, I think you guys bring a very interesting point that I think has been pr- really prevalent. We were talking about it uh, earlier today where um, I feel like with eSports, it could go either way, but a lot of it's also like you tend to follow maybe a certain team because of a certain person. So, for example, um, in, in the business podcast that I shared with you guys in the group chat, uh, Morning Brew, they had a... The uh, COO of um, 100 Thieves and the CEO of 100 Thieves was an old Call of Duty player, and I've 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 watched this video since I was 13, I think so. Um, so it's like it's been a really long time, and <clears throat> at this point, it's like I I almost feel like I've grown up with them. Like I've watched them go from like someone because we're maybe like two years apart. I think he's 27. I, I'm I'm about to be 25, um, and it's like you you sort of grow up with them and then it not only from the love of like sharing the same video the, sharing the love of the same video game you know for call of duty but also see him grow from someone who's grinding and then um now being a business owner and then that also really ties in very well with how i feel now or you know for the past like maybe two years i uh, says i really got it into this like that business aspect of it it, it makes it way more personal for me and I think that's where my fandom for like certain things like come from. So, for example, they're they're in video games that I don't even watch or or play like Valorant and, and League. And I see your point with like in terms of why people follow an NBA. Like maybe you don't even follow like the actual sport, but you'll watch it because there's a certain individual. And I think <clears throat> like LeBron James is sort of that perfect example. It's like there's people outside of the people who watch basketball. But they uh, they follow LeBron James and they'll watch like maybe if he's on the finals or something, right? You no, know? yeah. like yeah, like when he sw- switched teams, I think it was uh m- m- like there was real people like that really became like Heat mm-hmm. fans after that, and then and then back to Cavs fans, and now mm-hmm. they're Laker fans. You know, it, it's yeah. just that power that he has, and just you know, it, it goes to that point that it's all about it's more about the player than yeah. the actual teams. No, I am. Um, so. I'll, Let's kind of get into my perf- my my favorite subject. Let's let's talk about the money. Let's talk, um, so you were just watching a video about the <laughs> the salary caps. What was the salary cap then? So the average NBA player makes six and a half, I believe. NFL was a little lower, about two and a half, and then the E player mm-hmm. it they. They mentioned that you know a salary is rare, yeah. But the, most of their winnings come from competition, from prizes, endorsements, yeah. uh, like their videos they upload. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, did, did how much would you say the the median soccer player makes now, Rafita? Soccer player now? Yeah, like let's say you're playing at least first division somewhere, like mid tier mm. team. How much do you think is probably their salary? Mm, I'm not too sure. Like maybe a million. At least a million too. I think so. Like five, five max. Five ish. Unless you're like you're like a top, like in the top five percent of of players, and that's when you start cracking like the twelves, the Mm fifteens, the twenties, and obviously like the mega stars get like multi-million dollar contracts. So what? I I think that's something that's really fascinating to me. It's like the way that contracts are broken down. So like soccer, I, I I get it because I've watched it, but like, how does it work in terms of like? So for baseball, I feel like baseball used to be like one where um, they would be the league where you heard about like really big contracts. So how does it work for baseball? Well, in baseball, the way I understand, the way I understand it is like you they throw this big ass number. I think like Albert Pujols was one of the before Mike Mike Trout was like one of the, like I think he had like he was one of the first ones who hit a hundred million dollar contract, but his contract was Jeez. a ten year contract no he was one of the first ones that did a 10-year that's what i'm saying it was a 10-year contract 10-year. and it was like it was like 100 million like like almost 100 million before bonuses or before any like cheese um like like all like all the sports contracts they have like that's what your your thing is but like if you got like if you made it to the all-star game you get like mm-hmm. another couple of thousand dollars if you oh, if you hit if you get the golden glove or if you get the golden boot or mm-hmm. you know if your ma- name you know player of the month you get yeah. you know a certain percentage or, or, or a flat fee mm-hmm. um but you i think right now like the money's in basketball just because you see bigger numbers and shorter contracts okay like baseball is like yeah. baseball is just very like 
multi like like seven to eight like you'll see those like a hundred million dollar contracts mm-hmm. but they're like seven eight nine ten year long contracts why is that the sorry to cut the, you off the Pujols contract was worth 240 million wait, the mic's not picking yeah. 240 million was the contract for Pujols in a span of 10 years so that comes out to 24 yeah Wait, so, but do players actually stay in teams for that long? That seems very long. That seems almost like a well, career-wise. Like, he's still there. He's yeah. still there. But like the thing about oh. those long, like the thing about those long-ass contracts, like it forces those players to be there mm-hmm. because no other team will buy out their contract. Oh, like so if they're okay. if, so if they're unhappy, yeah, like and don't want to play, they they can't You're play anywhere screwed, else. Yeah, like I know there's a you know that Mets that Mets. Uh, yeah, the guy who's still getting paid a million dollars. Bro, there's a guy who like played for the Mets and the contract was so bad and he was such a bad player, but they owed him that money mm-hmm. and they extended it for almost like 20 years and every <gasps> the 1st of July or something like that, yeah. he gets like a 1.6 million dollar just in his bank account. And then Bleacher Report tweets it out. <laughs> no, every Bleacher year Report tweets it out and it, it has interest. Hell yeah, bro. He's getting interest on top of that, bro. Like, after he got that contract, like, three years later, he retired. Yeah, bro. Bobby, Bobby, uh, fuck, I gotta look him up. Wait, Bobby Flay. So so it's more worth it for the Mets to keep paying him and not play him. Back then, they thought it wouldn't. It thought it would hand. Back then, they thought it was going to handcuff them, like, in terms of. Mm-hmm. Like their entire salary for the whole team. Okay. So he so he then instead of him taking a, a big chunk of their salary, yeah. what they can afford to pay all the players. Oh, they extended they it. They extended years. it and oh, the repart- like okay. they divided yeah. it that way. Like the like the it's it's cheaper now to to buy out like so yeah. His name is Bobby Bonilla. Bonilla still gets paid one point seven million dollars a year by the <laughs> New York Mets despite retiring in nineteen ninety nine. No yeah, way. Since bro, since nine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and bro, but like the thing, the crazy thing about it, bro, his contract wasn't that big. It was like, so after a number of, of on and off field controversies, the Mets decided to part ways with their aging third baseman in 1999 with $5.9 million still remaining on his contract. But instead of agreeing to pay off the money up front, the Mets decided to defer the payments until 2011 in order to keep the team financial stable for the near future. Oh, shit. Damn. But now it's just cheaper to pay them out, bro. Yeah, no, like, yeah, it's just yeah. cheaper, but like... God, dude, dude, that's fucking crazy. But like, I, like, I know like in, in football, there's a higher guaranteed money mm-hmm. in contracts okay. just because those players get injured quicker. Oh, okay. And, and to go to Rafita's point, because he's trying to ask, like, why are baseball players so long contracts? Mm-hmm. It's because I believe baseball players don't get hurt. I mean, they still get hurt, right. but, like, their bodies aren't being... Estranious? It's not, it's not, like... It's not Like, it's not as physical. Like, yeah. it's still, it still warns, like, the knees, the, mm-hmm. the elbows. It's more of a joint thing. But, like, with, with, like, actual, like, NBA and NFL, like, there's more higher chances of getting injured so that's why i think in nfl and i, I mean someone could probably correct me wrong, like mm-hmm. correct me on this but like in my opinion that's why i think the nfl has a higher guaranteed money yeah because like if they get injured they're at least they guaranteed that paid. money yeah you know and they're done i see and then one reason why the nba contracts are a lot short is because back then it, contracts were like between six to eight years and basically, the players was like, "Nah, we want to have the you know the option to move on okay. from a team quicker." So then that's why they moved on to shorter contracts. Mm-hmm. And they're pro like you know mobility Moving around. Yeah, I see. And, and 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 the NBA doesn't have like guaranteed contracts. All that like what they have is like at the end of the year they'll do like either a player or a team option. So okay. say I give you three years, thirty million. Mm-hmm. The first two are like guaranteed but then the third one i'm like no that's a team one so if, if we decide we don't want we don't want you no more we, we say you good okay but then if you like you're doing really well mm. and and it's a player option and you know if you decline it you'll get a better deal somewhere else yeah you'll decline it obviously yeah because you you bet on yourself so 
why take it when you know you can make more somewhere else? And 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 then how is how is it for for max contracts? Because I I've heard that a lot. But is it max contract based on the I guess like the capital of the team or does the league actually both. have like a cap? It's both. both. Yeah, they're, okay. they're capped. But the thing these the incentive is, um, so the the league also wants small market teams to keep their superstar. So what they do is they give you, you're able to make more money if you stay than if you leave. What do you mean? So, let me give you an example. So Giannis, that this, this contract just came up. Yep. And he could have left, but the Bucks, since that was the team they drafted him originally, their offer is somewhere between, I'm just going to throw out a number, was like, they could offer him five years, 250 guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's going to be there. But then another team, like if you were to leave to the Bulls or something. It would have been like 90. It would have been like four years, 190. Mm. So it's not like guaranteed, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so that's, the, that's the, uh, the thing that the league does to help teams retain those superstars. And the, the thing about it, they're both considered max contracts. Oh yeah. So like like those are both max contracts that each team and like probably the Bulls is a bigger market. I think like, if they stay, it's called a super max. It is a super max. If like they stay, right? Yes. Okay. Because like that's why that's why like the Bucks can get can offer two two forty, mm-hmm. but the Bulls can only offer one ninety. Okay. Even though the Bulls are probably a bigger uh, market. Yeah. It's like, you know. Okay. Like an example of those contracts is like Russell Westbrook has mm-hmm. a dumb contract just because. He resigned with the OKC, and they gave him that super max. Okay. So that's why he's getting paid a shit ton more than what he's actually like valued at. Yeah. Same thing with John Wall. Like, he again, he signed back with his team, and he got. They're both making over like forty five million. So. Jeez. Just because again they signed back with that team, but sometimes, like as you see it right now, it, like the teams can get fucked over. Yeah. That. But yeah. Do it, do you guys think these uh, super contracts will sort of continue, especially with like how COVID kind of impacted? I feel oh, like bro, they're they're business? they're already talking about like when will the uh, half a billion dollar player will be? Oh, for real? Like, they, like they're like they're like they're like like they're estimating like the the billion dollar player will be mm-hmm. within like the league, at least in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Mahomes. Like like Mahomes for sure is like is already the the. For ha- football, right? For football, yeah. Like, he, like he's gonna be that person. Yeah. Just, just give him a little bit of ownership, bro. Bro, like ten <laughs> percent. So like the I, I'm I'm gonna go on ownership about it, and when we talk about esports, but mm. um, bro, like the NBA, like bro, like they're already speculating, like the kid, like that's gonna be the multi, like the half a billion dollar player is like yeah. within like three years of the league. Whoa! Like people are already saying like it's gonna be LeBron Junior. Holy yeah, that motherfucker ain't even getting drafted, bro. <laughs> bro, you think you think he's gonna be a bust, bro? He's not even top twenty in his class, dog. Oh, bro, he's a sophomore. Bro, what if he listens to this? And he's what like, about Mike? Know, what about Mikey? No, 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 no. I'm gonna need you to get off the Bleacher Report bullshit right now. <laughs> Come on, guy. No, like he, he's I, I don't know. He might he might not make the NBA, but for him to be a superstar. Like, but like within that class, like his class, yeah. like his class, like yeah. that, that's what they're saying. That's like, what, where Bronny's the player will be. Right now, dude. Who? Bronny. He's ranked 30. But I think that half a mil in NBA, I think a lot of it is going to have to come from outside. Because I don't see mm-hmm. the NBA, like their salaries going way up. Like You that. don't think someone will get offered $500 million? They can't. Like, they like, can't. It's but, a cap. But the cap increases every year. But not in three years, dog. If we were talking half no, no, a like, mil, like, no, no, like, like the, the the guy will get drafted in three years. I'm not saying he's gonna get five hundred million dollars. Oh, like, the, oh, play, like the, the player will enter the in league. His career, yes, yeah, within yes. his career, that this new player will come in within three years. So you're talking maybe ten years, fifteen. That years like down. the 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 kid will probably get drafted. Like it probably won't be LeBron James Jr. But like probably within that class will get drafted in three years, and then like in ten years right. they'll get that that yeah. player within that class will get. The five hundred million. Perhaps, perhaps. That, that's that's mm-hmm. my prediction. So like, okay. in, essentially, in thirteen years, yeah. there's gonna be a player with a contract of five hundred million dollars. That's really fucking crazy to think about. It. Well, it, it could be Lamelo. I mean, yeah. if, if, like, like it, it's it's if he's, I mean, it probably won't. But like, you know, yeah. that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. No, I'm still gonna hold my ground. I I, I don't think not yet. Not what yet. It, it, what is the NBA cap? Like the max, max, max One. you can do. <sighs> You get, I think, capped at around 200 for a team. Yeah. So, 
And then there's like a there's things such as hard caps and all that shit, but was Giannis is the bigger one? This yeah, he's making. I the think most, so. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that was two twenty eight. So the salary cap for the 2019-2020 season was a hundred hundred and nine point fourteen million dollars a year, and the minimum was ninety eight. Jeez. <laughs> so like, you know, Giannis is like for example like, and this is we're just throwing numbers like, you know. 240 million over the you know five years five you years, divide yeah. that by like five that's what yeah. he's getting per year yeah and that's that's, that's what kind of also fucks other players that like you get this big contract and then they gotta get like they can't get another superstar right it's oh. like that's what they take up the biggest it's chunk. like an all-in type of thing yeah like, like, okay just divide the salary by percentage so yeah Giannis is just probably taking i don't know what like, like at least 30 <laughs> 40 <laughs> like at least 30 percent of that and then if they go over the cap they pay a tax they pay they pay a luxury tax so like no. at, at one point the heat was paying the most luxury tax because they had wade they had lebron and they had bosh and it's all on the owner if, if they're willing to 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 pay well, yeah it, bro it's like i'll pay win. a luxury i'll pay then that's what like um the yankees did this like they paid to get the world series because they okay. had like like the top three top four uh pitchers during yeah. that time like they okay. pay, they essentially people say like they paid the they they bought the World Series. Yeah. Well, I mean, since there's no cap in, in baseball, they can they can buy what the fuck they want. Yeah, like if you want a prime example, if you're listening to this, um, watch Moneyball. There's like a perfect example. Oh, yeah. of How you saw the Yankees oh, versus yeah. a small market team. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. You seen I that? I love that. Yeah. Movie. I think it was like 120 versus like. 48 million uh, like uh, the A's were like a team that had like a 48 million salary and yeah. the Yankees were like 120 or some shit dude do do you guys know like where the majority of the money comes from for like a lot of, I, I I know for like sports it a lot of them are privately owned so it has to be someone who's basically a billionaire plus whatever they do but like do you guys know where they tend to generate their their money to pay those salaries Especially, I, mean, I think I think the Patriots owner is um, the Crafts. Yeah. Crafts. I mean, yeah. like um, the the Kings owner. Craft it, the cheese craft. Yeah, yeah. bro. Naughty. Yeah, naughty. You didn't know that? Naughty. Their stadium's called Craft Stadium, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're literally called the Craft Family, dog. Oh <laughs> I mean, the, the I just thought it was a coincidence. The, <laughs> the Kings owner, who is Andy Miller, yeah, was who's owner of the NRG's uh, esports team. I think he he's a uh, He's an investor, or yeah. he's a, a minority owner of a couple. Mm-hmm. Of, I mean, like, there's, there's, there's people who are there's super companies, wealthy. there's companies behind sports teams, yeah, and like like multi billion like um, retired like that were yeah. like early investors of Apple or you know Some oil thing. miners and shit like that. Like they own the, they own those teams. Yeah, they have the money already, which I I, I think kind of gets into the perfect uh, segue in terms of like I feel like with the esports a lot of it is new money. You know, not really a lot of the um, older people who tend to already have had the, the, a bunch of money. Um, so it, it, I, I think from one aspect in terms of like salary caps, I think it's completely different. Um, did you listen to the Optic podcast when they talked about salaries? Yeah, I did. Yeah, where it's like I think a minimum is at least a hundred thousand. Yeah, is, is there is there minimum salary? Which when you think about the millions compared to the hundred thousands, it's like completely freaking mind-blowing but then again like a lot of these teams tend to have really high evaluations as well which that also was released where it's like a couple of them are like worth in the at least so i got so like maybe mid i have or um this is from forbes um from 2019 so this is this isn't their 2020 um valuation mm-hmm. but the number one uh, which they're tied um the number one and number two what the fuck yeah, the number one and number two uh, esports teams in the world in 2019 was Tal's Team Solo Mid, which is TSM. Mm-hmm. Um, they were estimated at 400 million dollars. And then, um, who's number two? It just skips to three. And is that US? oh, and Cloud Cloud Nine. Mm-hmm. Cloud Nine was also estimated at 400 million. And then uh, Team Liquid was uh, 320 million. And then Phase Clan was 240. And then my favorite team, 100 Thieves, um, which they were created in 2016. 2017. So 2017. Three, four years old. And only. in 2019, they were estimated $160 million. Dude. As a company. 
within three years like it, it's really crazy how with like esports um i feel like the the money is huge and the the thing is with a lot of those businesses they're not profitable unlike i feel like with traditional sports they probably have figured out a way to become profitable they're not profitable yeah no the the majority of esports organizations are not profitable yeah when are they going to are they working i mean yeah they, they it, if if your business is not working towards becoming profitable, you just got a failing business at that point. So I th- I think the majority of like the top esports in the world are profitable off of merch, off of content, off of um, advertising, advertising and sponsorships. Yeah. I saw a thing. Uh, I was listening to that uh, link you sent that podcast. It kind of blew my mind how they can also sell like the micro microtransactions. Yeah, where like someone on Call of Duty buys like. The hundred thieves like, yeah. skin yeah. for like the Call of Duty. I was like, that is and, that's and, pretty cool. And yeah. they get a percentage. Like I think Fortnite was the first one to do it. Where if you use code, you know, let's say code Ninja, mm-hmm. Ninja would get a uh, like like you bought a skin, even though it's not the Ninja skin, but you use code Ninja, Ninja gets like a dollar. Yeah, you know, like and the, but that's on the content creator side. Like yeah. that's not just esports. And I don't know if I don't know if Marcos, you want to get into that or not. Yeah, I mean, dude, we do. We can talk about whatever ends up tying it. At the end of the day, money is money, and a lot of those content creators did start with like a team. So, for example, like Ninja is one of the ones who started with the team. And the really interesting thing with teams and like individuals as well with within esports, like sometimes you get too big that you have to leave your team. Mm. So, for example, like a lot of these uh, organizations where where they make their money from their sponsors. Let's say another sponsor comes to you and they say that, hey, we want to sponsor you, not a team. Um, they might offer you way more than uh, the actual team is able to pay you or or you end up making more longer term while taking uh, like individual advertisements than taking what the team is is giving you as a whole. So. I think I think what esports and, and what video games offer to a person compared to um traditional sports is the is the individuality of of gaining more money yeah um like to the point where like you see like and like nba players like um what's his face from the suns chris paul no booker Booker, like booker plays like call of duty all the time when they shot and like he, he he's like racking up like at least 500 views like every time he plays and that's that's like if if he's partnered he's probably getting a little chunk of money there too like um so that thing you brought up about ninja it, it brings an interesting point um you know how we talked about how nfl nba nba is more of a player you follow players yes yeah. nba nfl you play you follow the teams so how does like esports how does that you know compare or like the thing i want to get to is how can it how can people see it growing as much as it does when one the professional lifespan mm-hmm. or span of them playing on that team is a lot shorter than any other sport. Yeah, I heard. I, I thought it was like one and a half in comparison to football, where it's like three, three and a half. And then, like you're saying right now, like, like Ninja, he can just leave if someone offers him more money and do his own thing. Like the NFL, NBA, you just can't leave like yeah, the league no, and, yeah, just, no, yeah. and go hoop at the park and stream <laughs> it, and then you'll get like the same revenue and shit. But it's like, how do, like, are people following the teams, the organizations, or like, how, how can you see possibly see this growing if there's, if there's a lot of like, you know, opportunities for them yeah. to change or you know leave or whatever. Uh, so I think, uh, well, one thing is like, if you are a content creator, you can't always just up and leave because you do have contracts as well. Um, so one of the bigger ones uh, is uh, his, his, he's a content content creator his name is cloaksy he had a contract with face clan where he couldn't leave um so d- no one was able to sign him and to the point where his contract was so shitty that he stopped streaming so he stopped making income um because face clan was offering him like you get like a little salary but still the bigger chunk comes from your own personal like streaming and stuff like that and the donations so he stopped actually making income and also um was in a legal like battle with with face cleanse because he couldn't leave so th- there is still that aspect from traditional sports where that kind of got tied in mm-hmm. um but uh, it, the way that it's gonna grow uh it's because it could go both ways as well like you could either start where you follow a brand 
it, but and then from there you meet individuals and then if they end up switching to a different team you can follow them as well but at, at, at least for me personally like i follow also 100 thieves and i also follow optic gaming a lot and those are sort of like my core brands like yeah i end up uh liking other players and i may watch them but they're not like my core fandom where like i i don't miss a game or something like that mm-hmm. like know? like to me um I'm I'm a big Hundred Thieves fan to the point where like if Hundred Thieves got into any any type of video game, I'm just gonna follow them. Hundred Thieves is a team. Mm-hmm. So Hundred Thieves. So in, in in the sense that like like think about it this way: if, if the Cubs decided they wanted to get into soccer mm-hmm. and they'll make a a, a a major league soccer Cubs organ like team, but they're still the Cubs. Like like the Hundred Thieves is like the 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 umbrella. And Hundred Thieves has a has a team in every different type of esport. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So like that that's the only way you can like it's an umbrella company and yeah. then each team is under that umbrella. Like one team could play Call of Duty, another one could play FIFA. Or but they're still under the same Hundred Thieves yeah. banner. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Like that. Then that's also the other thing about like the future of esports is that like it it can be profitable and 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 an organization can have their their hands on everything. Yeah. Or they can reached too far and like the game it was the either the game died out or something like that and they gotta cut the team and and get out of that league yeah uh, so like for one example that of that it's like um have you guys played the video game overwatch i've heard i've heard about yeah. it I've never, but I've never played so it's overwatch became one of the um early adapters as well with uh franchising and now the big deal is that um it's not becoming profitable so it's it like each like for traditional sports you know you have to pay your yearly like entry fee for the um for the franchise spot well it's the same thing in overwatch and apparently like they're not just make they're not making enough money back and this could be from either not enough sponsors who are uh who are sponsoring the league there's not enough people who actually watch it um salaries might be a little too high so it's like it's a variety of things of of in terms of why you know someone may step out of it the same thing is happening with like csgo now where it's like a lot of they're not franchised but people still have to pay you know for the team and everything like that and it's just it may be too expensive to even be in the game yeah and it's 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 very interesting um you know what i fuck with hmm. how i got into esports um i followed kun kun aguero from man city he plays a lot yeah bro he plays Mm. And he's so funny, dude. I just I like him, and now I I uh, I subscribe to him. And bro, Neymar, Neymar streams too. Neymar streams, Neymar streams uh, CS:GO, bro. And he's fucking funny. He's like, nobody. And I was in, Porto, <laughs> in Portuguese. He's like, yeah. Oh my god, like the same thing. Like Devin Booker, like streams Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, I think that's very influential, dude. Like these top sports guys mm-hmm. coming to play video games, like, and then it makes you feel like there's just some regular dude just playing, bro. Yeah. And I connect to that, like, goon, like, dude, if I ever met him, dude, I bet he'd be the coolest person to just mm-hmm. like, hang out yeah. and chill with. I do, I do think that, at least in our lifetime, we won't see any esports figure get paid more than a, a traditional. Oh, no, yeah, no, not right now. Not not, not in our lifetime. There's no, yeah. there's no. Like an individual esport player? Yeah. Like, to get, like, those big-ass contracts, like, NBA-type contracts, or even like i think hockey is one of the the, the smaller contracts mm-hmm. uh, ho- hockey is very similar to esports to the point where like if a player gets too expensive they gotta let him go yeah like nah. like the the i think that one of the 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 a bigger like nhl contract is like five million dollars whoa that's like like really... an a- like an average one is like in the hundred thousands that's really tiny compared to like all other sports well all those but i think nhl contracts are like one two years oh so they're very short term yeah. then okay. super short term so, <clears throat> I have a question about e-sports because I'm still learning about it. So, what is the benefit of a player, a really popular player, staying with a team? I, I understand con- contractual stuff. You mm-hmm. know, you got to follow the legal biz. But why can't they leave and just do their own thing? Like, won't they make money more on their own? Like, them streaming themselves and off endorsements? Like... Mm-hmm. Why? Why the team? Why stay? Why? Yeah. Why? Like I can't. Can yeah. No. So, um, some players do. Some players just do. Just jump off and be like, I make more money creating content and mm-hmm. and streaming over playing Call of Duty or or League of Legends or whatever. 
some players just honestly just stay because they love competing. Yeah. Like that, it, it, it kind of just boils down to like, do they still have the, the flame in them to c- continue competing? Or is it is the money worth them jumping off competition and just stream casually yeah. and probably join like a, a tournament here too, like as an individual? But that's at least that's the way I look at it. And then they, it's it's been rare, but there's been people who grow so big um, to the point where they get offer equity in the team. So let's say if they end up, yeah, if they do end up becoming profitable, that you get a, a chunk of pay from whatever the organization is collecting. So you, I mean, you would, it's almost like your own, you're a business partner now and you would want to yeah, help it grow and uh, keep I going think, on it. I think Team Liquid and Team um, TS, TSM. TSM are the only ones, like, right, right? But now? like they only give those to like players that been at the team long enough and won a lot yeah mm. like their prize like prize winning was so big that like you know what i think i think skump is a is a is a for optic game for optic yeah. like there's mm. no way he hasn't left yeah no there's no way <laughs> like and it just gotta... makes sense like and um like to the point where like if he ever retires you're just gonna see him just jump on as a as an owner as an owner and yeah. a content creator for like like most people would still like be under the same banner but just be a retired pro player and be a content creator yeah yeah, because I also think I was also thinking like that gives them an opportunity for them to build their brand with yeah. the team. So say like you're really good at playing and shit, but you need an opportunity to get your name out there, mm-hmm. like joining the team or you know. Oh no, yeah, the, the, the hype can be very real with it within organizations. So for example, like uh, we keep touching base on a hundred thieves, but it's it's really it's really like a really well known brand, especially like for for boosting up uh players uh, and so so is like face so for example one of the bigger uh ones also with within in terms of money and in terms of player is a, a streamer named uh tifu uh he he joined face and he like blew up a huge like huge 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 way um and he was making a lot of money and to the point where it was more beneficial for him to be mm-hmm. uh separate afterwards but like during that time like all the people who were face uh like face like uh fans followed him and vice versa like whoever was already following him before he came into face now started uh, so it's like it's a win-win situation and sometimes like yet uh it does end up uh you know tipping over to one side a little bit more but uh sometimes it should be like a win-win situation to both the team and the per and the player so no yeah uh do you guys have anything else to add we're we're pretty close here to an hour and i feel like we touched base on I know a lot of different. Like okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we touched up on on di- a lot of different. Dude, the coffee just knocked me out for a little bit. The, I'm dude. telling you, the coffee be knocking you out for all. Use coffee to knock me out. Oh my god! I'm gonna create a poll. Let me know if you guys drink coffee to fall asleep. Apparently, Oscar and Rafita are the only so ones. Not, <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Is that warm? Like you know? Yeah, the sensation. warm. Dude, you guys treat it like warm milk, man. Um, I guess one thing I wanted to hear about or uh, know about is how will esports compare to real? <laughs> Not real sports. <laughs> real sports? Nah, they're not athletes, bro. Nah, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. How, how are they going to compare to physical sports, like, in the next 10 years? Where do you see that yourself? I think the, the top the top video games would ultimately be, like, League of Legends isn't franchised, but they, they're probably, like, the, the 13, 14... League of Legends is different, so let me. So let's let's bring back back to Call of Duty. Call of Duty has twelve teams, mm-hmm. and not in Black Ops Cold War, but whatever the next Call of Duty will be, they're expanding four more cities. Um, I think it's like two in the U.S. and two more international cities are going to be picked. Mm-hmm. Um, Mexico City is one of the rumored ones. Ooh, um, oh, Madrid Madrid is going to be another rumored one. Crazy. Um, and I think Germany, I think uh, Germany might be, a, might, might be one, but, um, or, and then I think uh, Tokyo is, is, an, is another, is another Ooh, rumor city, that'd be dope. Um, but like esports will never be a solo nation type of sport. It's a, it's a, it's a world, it's, it's a world, it's going to yeah. be a world league sport. You know what I like too? There's a lot of colleges. Um, I do, yeah, at, like NIU, DePaul, DePaul yeah. um, they all have their own e- Esports club, but within that esports club, they have teams that compete. Like, yeah, and with they other do ones. pretty well, dude. Yeah. I heard that the Paul team is like super it's pretty good, good or something. And oh. and and I use really big at League of Legends. Oh shit! Yeah, my boy Julian was in the B team. 
Oh, he, snap. He had, Damn. Yeah, bro. He, he, he was their, I think he was their, like, their backup juggler. Oh, juggler. Hell yeah, bro. Uh, he was going to make he was gonna make pro, bro. Yeah, and dude, I, that's crazy. Oh, but I, yeah, I think uh, from increasing the fan base and then um, I, I think they're going to follow... I, I think they're gonna follow like enough of the the traditional sport franchise um, to the point where they're gonna make money. So for example, uh, we really touched base on like nobody was um, profitable, but the the team that's under like uh, Optic Gaming, they were they were about to be profitable. Profitable. The only reason they weren't was um, because they had to return the money from the venue. So mm. they 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 paid in the hat. Uh, to have like their home event stand here and so i mean you got to pay a whole bunch of people to set that up bro i was so sad when that shit got canceled i was looking forward to it so much uh but that's what stopped them i they i mean they lost money in deposits returning everything Mm -hmm. so like as an organization that company could have been the very first one to ever be profitable huntsman right yeah huntsman Huntsman. yeah and so it's like it's it's a possibility and if at that point you're already within 10 years you're already profitable you're you're looking pretty solidly especially if more games become more franchised um then you're gonna have a backing of literally conglomerates of billion dollar companies they're gonna start pouring money into you and if you do it well enough, yeah. You think it'll ever get televised? Esports? It, it is. It, it is was already. also. Oh really? A- A- Halo used to be on TNT. Halo used to be on TNT. League of Legends is on TBS. Mm-hmm. No. I think CS:GO CS:GO gets yeah. televised on on, yeah. on TBS. I think even Sky Sports to be honest for like the European. Uh, league. ESPN just shut down their their esports. And they're bringing back G four too. No. G, G, G4 yeah. is coming back. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fucked with G4 heavy, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> I remember. That's when I met Sarah Underwood, bro. For real? Yeah, bro. She was just. Damn. Crazy. I'm a married man, man. I was excited. I was excited. No, but. Uh, it, it, did you guys? Did you guys have anything else? Oh, or, man. Good. Yeah. How do they go pro? Like, just. They're popular. Hey, Scrying, come join our team. Grinding. Yeah, you, you got to be really good, and then they they'll notice you. Like and then they'll reach out to you. Yeah, they they literally do reach out to There's you. There's no draft. Like, and, uh, the first and, uh, That'd be crazy though. I mean, the the draft is they pick you. So <laughs> yeah. in Call of Duty, there's the there's obviously the the pro circuit, and under them is called the challengers, which is a bunch of like amateur teams, mm-hmm. and is is more of a pool. Mm, so they like select. And like some some big organizations do have an academy team. Yeah. So like they like if like someone's doing really good in the challengers and one of my guys sucks, I'm just gonna drop my guy. Like, yeah, like the Cougars. Like like the like Cougars, yeah. bro. <laughs> hey, shout out to Kane County Cougars. I missed a Thursday dollar bill do- dollar uh, hot dog that you slap. <laughs> Fuck COVID. Oh. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll end it there, folks. With that uh, with that message, uh, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, uh, if you guys want to follow the podcast on Twitter at Money Makes a W Two, definitely check out the Quarter Life podcast. <laughs> Um, they just started their new season and it's pretty good, man. So thank you guys. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank Gracias. you. All right, guys. Ciao.